Hey guys, welcome to Life on Side B, Ministry of Posture Shift. Uh, we have an incredible guest here today. Well, okay, we. My name is Grant. Uh, My name is Henry. Perfect, and we have an incredible guest here today. Uh, we have our friend Steve. Steve, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. How do you identify? Tell us more. Let's talk about you. Hello, everyone. My name is Mwendia Steve. Uh, born and raised in Africa, Kenya. I am a Christian. Come um, on, Kenya. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Christian. I sexuality-wise, I identify as a. I basically describe myself uh, in many words when I have to, uh, but I can use same-sex attracted, stroke gay, um, yeah. Okay, and so I mean... That's in brief. Okay. So, brief intro, yes, for sure. But Steve has so much to tell us, y'all. And for those of y'all listening, um, I'm usually not in the narrator role, but I don't mind this because... Um, Steve and I are from the same home country. If you have been listening to Life Inside B for a while, you know that I am originally from Kenya. And so is Steve. And so when we got the chance to connect with him and have a discussion, I was immediately like, yes. And I told Josh, I was like, you know what? I want grass that I have to do this one. And I want Grant Hartley, my sweetie angel, to do this one for me. And we got a chance to connect with Steve about maybe three, four weeks ago. And uh, we wish we, we, we would have recorded that one for y'all because that was such a rich conversation. Lit. But yes, <laughs> and we're hopefully going to bring y'all just something just as rich and fresh. And um, so, Steve, thank you so much for being here with us. And uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, you obviously know what side B is here for us in the States. And so could you walk us through maybe how you found out about life on side B and your introduction to the side B world on our end? And then we'll pause there. So just walk us into how you found about life on side B and then kind of what you, how you see it on this side. Uh, thank you, Henry. Um, it's quite my delight to be here. Um, I've been listening to this podcast for quite a while, and so okay. finding myself here is such a delight. Um, oh. I've shared some of my friends that would be here and be like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, you know, some of the people that I really look up to, uh, I've been there, and they'll be like, okay. So it, it's, it's quite a joy for me to be here. Um, Thank you so I much. I encountered specifically, I encountered Life on Side B podcast. Um, through Living Out website, oh. I was I, I was scrolling through materials there, and then someone had done a review of uh, the podcast. So after I, I I read the review, I was like, oh, I want to check this out. So I went, and that was when you're still in season one. So I went and checked a few of the uh, recordings. I'm like, oh, this this looks good. And from there, I've been addicted. Every week, I have to check out what. Josh, <laughs> what Josh has posted, and uh, yeah. Oh no! Uh, but uh, specifically <laughs> on the side B world. Sometimes Josh, right, okay. Um, I love telling listeners, especially when like, because Josh is essentially our producer, 
And when our producer can hear, but they can't speak. So Josh is listening to this. And so I just love that, like, kind of Josh really isn't talking right now. But Josh, Steve just gave you a shout out, sweetie, that, like, he's addicted to kind of what you're posting. So, and shout out to Josh for sure, that Josh really, the fact that you created this podcast, that it's reaching people across the world. And uh, it's incredible. So, Steve, thank you for tuning in. And Josh, thank you for what you created. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, Steve. Uh, I would say that, uh, but largely on the, yeah? No, you go ahead. Perfect. Uh, largely on the side B world, uh, I encountered it through um, reading. Uh, and as you'll be able to know, uh, here in Kenya, we don't have, like, you know, side A, side B, we, we don't have that. Uh, but I encountered it specifically through books. Um, where I stood first, um, first put out and well explained was uh, War of Love by David Bennett. That's where I was like mm-hmm. able to understand, oh, so this is how this and this looks. But uh, that's the whole, like, the whole now side B, that's where I've been able to interact largely with it. Um, yeah. But where we are at in Kenya, we really don't have side B, side A. We, we're just here. <laughs> okay. Um, well, last time we chatted, we chatted a little bit about uh, sort of what your life looks like day to day, and I think I think you mentioned you're in seminary. Can you tell us more about sort of your journey in seminary? What that's been like? Um, um I've been I've been I've grown up in church. Uh, okay. Largely, uh, so went to Sunday school when I was still young. Um, I would say that uh, God has been at work in my life since when I was young, and so I, I, I have, I had my, I would say my first personal encounter with God uh, when I was uh, 17 years old, um, which transformed mm-hmm. my life in a way that now. I I understood in some way I understood the gospel well, I understood what Christ came to do for my life. And uh that started a journey in me, a journey of yearning to work closely with God. And um when I was in my early twenties, uh now I'm twenty eight. When I was in my early twenties I I sensed that God was calling me to serving more. Um I was still serving actively at church, but I felt he was calling me to serve more um, in the local church, and so I, I I decided to go to the seminary. So I'm currently pursuing a master's of divinity in biblical studies. Awesome! Uh, yeah. um, Congratulations! It, it's quite a journey. Yeah, it's quite a journey. Thank you. Quite a journey. Uh, one because um, I can't. I'm not. As you will know, I may not, I'm not fully out as far as my sexuality is concerned. Um, oh, yeah. So I, in the, in the seminary I'm in, it's an evangelical seminary. We, as a country, we don't talk mm-hmm. about LGBT much. Our, our president said some time back that it's an issue. issue. Um, so if the, our country says that, then our seminary, we can't, it, it, should, not, it, should, not be even, it should not be mentioned. Unless when it's a topic in the chapel, uh, which I have not seen so far. Mm-hmm. 
or being spoken about. So, yeah, so I'm just here uh, studying, writing. I, I do much of my uh, conversations online, uh, specifically Facebook, uh, sometime on Twitter. Um, and yeah, and I have a website. So I, I do more of my, 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 my talking on the same online. And uh, uh, I need to on, on campus. On campus, it's basically that one or two friends who would want to know or who will find a book uh, here about LGBT and they'll be like, why are you reading this? And then I <laughs> may share that. Um, but I'm here. I can't talk about it. I'm not sure what talking about it will lead me to. Um, obviously, expulsion from school. Uh, mm. or, or maybe talking about it may not lead me to expulsion, but maybe me saying that uh, this is my experience can lead me to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I think when we talked last time, one thing that was really interesting to me was that you are in seminary, and then Grant, you as well, um, are also. And uh, as he said, he's not out in seminary, Steve is, and you Mm -hmm. are. Um, What do you think about that, maybe in terms of like, maybe the privilege we have, and certainly you, obviously, just being in seminary and being able to be out versus someone halfway across the world in a very similar lifeboat but not able to have the same experience so what does that make you think or feel um yeah yeah right because that's interesting i know right i'm just like "Mm." yeah i i actually am i'm starting to realize how lucky i have been um to be at a seminary where i know a lot of actually openly gay people um and I think that's that's not normal, and uh, I'm really thankful for it. But it also makes me wonder, like, what has your your coming out process been like when you're sort of you're you're navigating? There's not a clear divide in your life between uh, in and out. Um, you're sort of navigating that all the time. I think that's true for everybody, but that's especially true for you. Um, how have you, what has your, your coming out journey been like and how has that process been? How have you, how have you tried to figure out how to navigate, um, being open or, or not being open about your sexuality? Um, well, I, I came out for myself. (laughs) Some well back, uh, yeah. not many years ago, in fact, because I I kept running from the fact that I could I could be gay. I I tried to run from that fact for a long time. I I mm. tried everything. I prayed. I I was I went for counseling, um, and now yeah. you know those sort of other things that could could, could define this. Uh, but um, in the year 2018, 2018, that's when I first came out to myself, um, especially with now the, the fact that see if this could be your true experience. It could be that you, you experience enduring patterns of physical, emotional, and sexual attraction largely towards the same sex. So, and this is what is called gay. Um, and this could change now or may never change, and I needed to come to terms with that. So I did that in the year 2018. 
So the next uh, period was to, I, I, my partner was working with me in that process, not really in deciding, but in helping me. I'd all trying to, to, to want to overcome this. So uh, my experience was known to my pastor that I was struggling in that. Um, uh, but then, yeah, 2018, when I, when I came out to myself, I, I longed to, to speak out, uh, specifically to encourage someone out there. Um, Can I ask I you, may I, you have said this term probably three or four times the past couple minutes, and I love this, when you came out to yourself. Can you tell us what that experience was like, accepting yourself? Because like, as I'm hearing that, it's making me think of my own coming out journey in my story. And I grant, I can't even look in your eyes. It's like, oh, when was that moment where we came out to ourselves? So can you even just, before we go there, can you tell us what that experience was like for you when you came out to yourself? Um, at first I was scared uh, that this could be true. Um, hmm. Because whatever I knew of gay people uh, was not something that I that could resonate with, 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 my, with my faith, specifically. But mm. that day when I faced myself and said, well, Steve, this could be true of you. You mm. are gay. Um, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, but yeah. but I, I would say the, the, the fact that I had read stories, uh, and that's why I'm so big on telling stories, the fact that, that I read stories of people who were gay and uh, were actively serving God or were active in their faith made me uh, be affirmed that I mean, they, there was still uh, a life for me in the way of I could still, I use the word flourish, I could still flourish in, 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 in my life, daddy. So, um, yeah, so that, that's what it was like, the, the, the moment of getting scared but realizing well it's it's not all all done there are people who have gone through this they have kept their mm -hmm. faith they have kept their service in god and so your life is not just going to take another turn uh you are not living faith you're not because at one time i i and thought i can't be christian and still be gay mm -hmm. um so i knew that um my being gay meant i need to leave my christian faith which for me is, my Christian faith is very core, so I, I couldn't think through how that could be. But also, uh, being Christian and not acknowledging what I was experiencing, I knew I was living a lie, and that was depressing. Mm. I, I felt I was all an hypocrite. So I, I needed to reconcile that. And so when one day I had to say, like, ah, this is it. I could be, not I could be, I am a Christian and this is my experience and this has to work out in the end. I, I, it, it, was, it was all many things in one, I mean, uh, in one but thankfully I, I had a hope, I had a glimmer of hope that things may not go as worse and uh, so far it's been good. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, I thought it was important to highlight coming out to yourself mm. and that journey of self-acceptance. And so, because no matter where we are in our walks or our faith, we all certainly can relate to that. It's like that moment when we accepted, oh, this is part of who I am and 
now it means I need to reconcile this with my faith and how do I go about doing that? And so thank you for sharing yeah. that. So. I was, I was, yeah. So after that, uh, it's been, you go first. Well, I was wondering how this fits into, um, sort of the broader, the broader relationship between LGBT issues and faith in Kenya. Like how, how does your story fit into the, the bigger relationship between those two things in your context? Um, and this maybe I will. I, I may finish on the first part. But after coming out to myself, I needed to. I, I thought of telling my story out there. So I, I, I my, my rather coming out was now to to tell a story. I wrote my first story in a word, a free WordPress uh, site, um, which was accepted largely. Strangely, I didn't expect that, but it was accepted purely because I was. I was just. I, I was explaining that. I've been struggling with this. I'm still struggling. <laughs> so my 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 friends. Use the word uh, wow. <laughs> Yes, my friends are like, okay, sorry, we'll pray <laughs> for you. We also have our own struggles. I also struggled with, <laughs> with masturbation for a while. I also struggled with this and that. And so we we pray for you, and maybe you can talk to that person. I think they 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 have a way. They can help me in this, or you can do this and that. So the the first writing of my story was welcomed with, we are praying for you, it shall be well. Um, but then, yeah, so thankfully my first story, I was able to connect with one or two people who were like, I thought I was the only one in the world who was experiencing this as a Christian. I thought I was the only mm-hmm. one who longs to please God even in this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad of, I, I found you. But that happened when I first posted the, 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 the article. I think well, an hour later, I, I, I bumped onto, onto, a, onto a, a, a short message from someone. Um, yeah, oh, but wow. then over time, uh, over time people have uh, felt uh, you don't speak much about struggling. You, you speak more about an experience, which is it's good mm. and it's uh, bad, and you you are not ashamed to talk about the good and I mean allow Christ to reign in the bad. So. That has made people, um, like uh, one day I was summoned by um, a ministry leader uh, whom I worked with as a while back. And he was feeling like I, I, am, I am resigning uh, towards mm. this. Uh, he felt, mm. you, why are you accepting? Uh, you, you are resigning towards this. You need to, and like, you know, also myself, I struggled from him, it's a good masturbation, and he can't, he can't resign to this. That this is, this is, this is them. Um, so, uh, that, so in my coming out, it's been like that. I'm, I'm currently at the moment where people feel I, I, they, they love what I, what I do. They love my passion for God. They love my mm. adherence to uh, what I have, what I have, I have believed so far. Um, about what God says about marriage. Um, uh, some people are at ease with that, um, but then they feel I mm-hmm. I don't talk against the LGBT community, 
and they feel you need to be talking again with them. You need to be saying how they are they are sinful. So just your question was sorry, I've forgotten. Uh, the question was on how that experience fits in with the larger LGBT community in Kenya. Yeah, how does how does your experience fit in with the larger? I guess conversation or interaction between like the LGBTQ community and maybe communities of faith. I know there's overlap between those two communities, obviously, uh, but yeah, how does how does your story fit in to that bigger narrative? Um. Uh, um well, uh, I would say it's it's a. Uh, I, I, I've watched one or two movies here and there. I'm, I, I'm not, I don't watch a lot. I read more than watch. Um, <laughs> so I have watched a few movies and had a few <laughs> stories. And um, I would say, especially for people of faith, it is, it is, it is, a, it is, it is a struggle. Uh, it's a struggle because. We, we whatever I knew about LGBT, in fact, over the, fa- the past one year or two years is when I have really interacted with the people in the LGBT community. And it's not even me, just a few, because I'm still doing it fear, scared, um, but also fearful of being found out as I'm interacting with these people. But the more I have come to meet them, the more I realize they're not the... You know the the devouring lions, the, the roaring lions roaming around who are seeking for someone to devour. The, come on, um, First Peter five through eight. Yes, <laughs> come on. Yeah, so they That's are. They are loving, okay, I know. The, 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 the people who are some of them. I mean, the some that have their own. It's, it's a world full of everyone, but I found loving people, people, people who are. Caring people who are willing to, you know, to support, to affirm, um, and so it's, it, in the church we know of these people that are are all evil, that are all devoted to a kind of sin, and who are willing to destroy the the, the, the the family unit. But then I come to this side and meet people who have stories. Some stories very painful. Other stories, you know, uh, I mean, so diverse stories. But people who have had to struggle in many ways to accept themselves and to mm-hmm. create a space for themselves even before they were accepted largely. So that, that's how I could mm. Okay. And, okay, Grant, are you or me? You can, ha- how okay. do you have a question? Uh, do you have one or do you not? No, I don't. Go ahead. Okay, I do. I think I have an observation and like, while we're in the United States here in Pride Month, smack dab in the middle of it, today is the 19th. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be the 23rd of June or something. And um, something we spoke about last time, listeners. Um, do we have a name for the listeners? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> that's a question for Josh. But like, <laughs> um, if I'm speaking directly to an audience. But it's um, something that struck us last time me and Grant and Steve and Josh spoke was that at one point in our conversation, I uh, felt this, oh, Grant and I and Josh kind of just have a community in a way that Steve doesn't have, 
Yet Steve seems to be such full of joy. Remember that moment? And I was just like, oh, because like it struck me. I told a story about Grant and I last summer in St. Louis. <laughs> and I was just putting my head on Grant's shoulder just like that. And it was just a really sweet moment between Grant and I. And it's not something that Grant and I like need to worry about or think about. But then it kind of just uh, made no, I don't want to say sad. It made me more upset that Steve doesn't get to have community like that, that we do. Even though I see Grant once a year. So it's certainly not like I see Grant all the time. But, yeah, come um, visit me or something. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you know where that. Well, y'all are coming to me this year in Dallas, honey. Y'all are coming true. to me That's in true. Texas. That's true. But yeah, come on, Revoice 21. But so Steve, as you look, so that whenever when we talk to Steve, I promise I have a point here. But it's <laughs> uh, when we had that phone call or we had that video chat, I was like, man, we really are privileged. Like even as gay people, who oftentimes can be like, oh man, woe is us and blah blah blah, which is certainly a persecution inside B. But also when you roll my eyes at that, because we live in America and like persecution and even. See, I was about to say something problematic, but Grant's not here. Well, I can't see him. I know he's here. But um, I'll say, white gays wouldn't be oppressed so bad. I'm like, I even think, and I think American gays wouldn't be oppressed so bad. And I'm just like, we have such privileges and freedoms that, like, Steve doesn't just get to walk around and just, like, lay his head in whatever man's chest he wants. I get to do that. And I don't think twice about it. And I wish somebody would charge me up about mm -hmm. that. But so all that to say, Steve, when you look at American side B culture or Megan culture, what is, like, something that, like, you wish we knew or could understand compared to your experience? Mm -hmm. I know that was a really long-winded way to ask the question, but I wanted to paint the whole ass picture <laughs> so everybody had it. So. Ah, um... I I I would say um, processing sexuality in our community is very is very it's very empowering, very freeing, and very mm. we we all need that. And and and, and I, I, I pray I, I I pray that um, the the many of us. Uh, whether like A or side B or whichever side, uh, you know, and on this side, I mean, and you, you guys who use side, we, we don't. Uh, so whichever side um, you you are in, it's it's empowering to 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 process sexuality in in a community because I I can tell you I would I would love to 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 speak. Mm -hmm pick out my crushes so openly and without fear of rejection. Uh, but I can. Mm. Um, I, I would love to, there are days when, when I wake up feeling very gay and I, 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 I don't know what that means to everyone who is listening, but it's just a feeling of today, I, I just feel, <laughs> I just feel this part of me needs, needs to be to, someone needs to know about this. Uh, I, I need to tell a guy some of it look really good because today the beauty of the men that I'm meeting is just just yeah. uh, and I can't do that. And I, I can't oh do God. that. And um, those moments when I am let's say it's on a Sunday and I'm supposed to lead the church or maybe I am I am leading in intercessory prayer and the moment when. I am wondering what if someone down here realized, or someone here mm -hmm. shouted, you're gay. And 
anyway, how, how will that look like? No matter the fact that I I, I hold on to what the church teaches about marriage, about uh, about purity, about holiness, about all these things, how will that look for me? It, it leaves me every other time scared of the future. I am not sure how tomorrow look like. I'm not sure how. So in two ways, I I am I am I would love to process all this out uh, with people, but also would love to be assured that even after you know after this podcast, when someone sees it, I will my life will not have to change. Uh, which for you guys, you can talk about it. Grant can uh, at times rant. <laughs> you don't rant all the time, but you know at times rant. I just used to rant because of Grant. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, on Twitter about LGBT and faith and being Catholic, and you the next day you'll be doing what, what you love. Um, I can't. Mm-hmm. If you are followed, I think Grant and Henry too, you we are friends on Facebook. You, mm-hmm. if you read my conversation, I I try to step as close as possible to my sexuality but try to lean also as much as possible to my faith in a way that though someone may be offended, I, mm. I still want to, you realize I haven't still said, I can't still say on a Facebook, hey, everyone, I'm gay, or say, happy Pride Month, I can't say that. I can only say, happy mm. month, when myself I know I just mean happy Pride Month. Uh, I can only wear shorts in school when I'm feeling very gay, but I can't allow this to be seen like you, this is, this is just me. So I am I a... Uh, it's a whole lot of many things, but I wish you guys show the opportunity to to process this in 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 community, but also to be assured of your next step uh, of or that, that your life don't have to change to, to have a U-turn uh, because mm. because of of just being out mm. and just processing this publicly. Yeah, I. Love that. And let me just say, because honestly, y'all, this is the honest truth. I was thinking, even before we asked him that question, Steve gave that beautiful explanation of the differences of what our lives are in America versus him. Like, he can't say he has a crush on someone or this. Like, I mean, y'all saw, well, I don't know if we're going to actually have a video for this recording, but like, I'm just crying, Grant crying. But it's like, I was thinking 10 minutes ago, I was like, I can't wait to tweet that, like, I have a crush on Grant Hartley. <laughs> I literally was going to that, and, and, and like, but it does. It wouldn't affect my life one bit, and that's what Steve is saying. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, right? Like, I could literally, my cell phone right here when we end this recording. Oh my gosh, I have a crush on Grant Hartley, and like, he's the sweetest <laughs> boo ever. I can tweet that, and I don't have to like. I Grant can. does not have to care what people think about that. I don't have to care what people think about that. Literally, like Grant and I probably would never even talk about that because like <laughs> we both know each other as friends. So it's just like, okay, whatever, sweetie girl, I'll see you next mm-hmm. time. But like the fact that that's something that simple that I was thinking about 10 minutes before Steve gave us that answer, I was already planning on doing it. And I was just like, okay, cause you know Grant, you know my little sweetie. Like, oh, y'all know Grant's my sweetie, y'all. But oh my um, okay, don't tell Ruben Kendall that. <laughs> Ruben Kendall's really my sweetie. Oh my god. You're making me jealous. Yeah, no, but like, but Steve can't, y'all. It's like, that's why I was sitting here just overcome. It's like, we think, yes, we are going through a lot here as believers, but it's like, 
Just what a simple reminder that Steve gave us that like we, most of us, I know some of us still live in fear and like I respect where everyone is on their journey and their faith process. But like, I mean like right now I have on five inch seam shorts. They're short and like, I don't care. Like I would, I would wear them to church <laughs> to death so and not strong. care. What? But I would, you know, you've seen me wear them That's at true. New Voice. That's you've true. seen me wear these That's outfits. True. I mean, I grew up in Canada and England, so I'm a modest girl. But like, if I wanted to be, I would wear mm -hmm. them. But um, I think that was just such a poignant reminder what Steve shared with us here as he's on side B on the other side of the world that, hey, our fellow side beers don't have the same luxuries we do. So even like he said, he can say happy pride. And we're over here with our bees and our rainbows and whatnot. And we don't really have to, <sighs> yeah, it's a lot, but Grant, what did you think about Steve's answer? I thought that was really just, it. cause like literally, especially because I was gonna aim that at you. I mean, you know, my crush on you is innocent, but it's yeah. true, so. Yeah, I think, um, what Henry and I both felt in our last conversation was just kind of an awe. Um, we're so thankful. My seven-year-old nephew. Oh, hi. We're so thankful for you, and we're so thankful for um, the witness you have and uh, the the stuff that you post on your website and the stuff that you post on Facebook. Um, but I think um, another question I have is, like, we've talked a lot yeah. about um, the difficulty of um, sort of navigating this intersection of faith and sexuality in Kenya, but I was wondering if there's um, there's pieces of beauty or goodness or joy that you're um, that you like that immediately spring to mind that you'd like to share with us. I, Come on. I'm, redeeming yeah, queer I'm, culture. Come on, Grant Hartley. Redeeming queer I, yeah, culture. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to give the narrative that like everything about your life is bad. I think yes. um, there's so much, there's so much joy that you have. Right. And I just, I want to know the secret to your joy. Especially because. I, I want to know the secret. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, let me tell you before you answer that. Um, after you got off the last call with us, um, we stayed on the call and what something that Grant and Josh and I spoke about was that despite your circumstances, you are still so joyful. And you are like, you were literally, you're such an infectious person. And like, so yeah, like Grant said, we don't want to seem like, woe is me, woe is Steve, like let's make his life bad. But like, yeah, you are joyful. So let's tell us about, can you tell us about like, what are the things in your life that bring you joy? And then you find goodness with sexuality and faith and everything. Cause like, to me, I was like, damn, he's in Kenya, my home country, he's happy. I was like, Grant, what are we doing? Okay, let's get some of that what, joy, right? What, what are we doing? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, um, uh, okay. I, 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 my quick one is the Lord is my is my strength. Uh, the Lord is my joy. Mm. Um, <laughs> but for sure, He is. I, I, I can assure you. I, if anything. My, my 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 sexuality has has made me know God more, or in any way has been used mm. by God to lead me mm. more to Him. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, I it, 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 it's the thing that in many ways 
makes me understand where I'm at so far in faith. The sense of I flex my 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 faith meter, you know, my spiritual meter. I I it's it, 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 that one thing that that God has used me to grow um, me closer to Him. Um, so the Lord is really my strength and my joy. Um, I, I would mm. say I I. And if, if this happens every other day when someone compliments me and tells me, "Oh, Steve, you, you're very caring. You, you love people so much." Mm. I'm like, "Yo, because I'm gay." I can't tell them that, but in my head, it's, it's like uh, I, I have been able to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have been able. Yeah, I, 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 and now let's, let's plug in Wesley Hill's book right there. Wesley? No. Yeah. Wesley Hill said in his book <laughs> that some of us, I think, part of being gay is we have a bigger capacity to love others because we are. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hold on, wait. Great. We got to find answer questions. Why are you so happy? Because I'm gay. Why are you such a guy? okay, Henry? Let him let him talk more. You're you're interrupting. Well, I'm just dying at his answer. Let the man speak. Sorry, I'm dying at your answer. That was good. Yeah, and actually, by the way, Henry, um, you know, also they they say in English the archaic meaning of the word gay, happy, excited. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I I I am I'm, I'm, I I I believe I love people more because of, of I I this how my experience made me to love people more and also um, I am mm-hmm. even in, in, in my writing and this has been seen more in my conversation I am more sensitive to people that are different. People that are that may be considered mm. in quotes not normal. Uh, people in society may not put it in. People who could be mm. elective, my heart goes out for them time to time, purely because of my experience. And so, I the other day I was thinking, um, mm. if if an angel of the Lord appeared to me and asked me, you, you know, uh, you know, would you want to be to have a different experience? You know, like, would you want to have an experience like your friend who will call himself straight? I'm like, well, I, 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 I will struggle far, uh, but you know, I would have, would have conditions that, uh, as far as you allow me to lean on what some of the things I'm experiencing now that have made me closer to you, that have that made me love people better, that have made me, but I am, I am a better friend to my male friends. I believe. Because of my, of, of the mm-hmm. fact that they, many of them miss my, make my heart miss a bit. Um, so I, I would not start to be taken away. I would want to love. I would want to, that to be there. And maybe if the angel allows whatever draws me away from God as regard to my sexuality, then I am gladly willing to have that. But um, yeah, so, so yes, that, that, that's what I could say. It. I, there's some much duties in there. In spite. So, Josh, uh, I know Josh really isn't chiming in on this episode. So, Grant, you and I just getting kiki and chat with Steve. That was part one of the conversation. What did you think of that? 
Meanwhile, I know we both cried and everything. So, like, that was just part one, y'all. I, part one. I mean, again, I'm just in awe. I'm so thankful for him and for his story and for his openness and for his joy. And I, I really think um, he's taught me so much about about the Lord being my strength. And I, I, just, I think I needed that reminder. Um, it's wow. just so refreshing to hear from him. And it's so exciting, I think, to think of like most of the people that I talk to who are LGBTQ and Christian uh, and subscribe to a traditional sexual ethic are n- in North America. Uh, and so it's, it's so exciting yeah. to think that like, wow, I'm really not alone. Like there are, there are really people spread out over the whole right. earth. Um, and, oh, I just want to meet him and I just want to give him a big old hug. I mean, oh my gosh, like, Grant, what you just said is so poignant, because, like, sometimes we can often feel, especially, like, in our North American experience or Western experience, like, oh, nobody else is going through this, but, like, the Lord has placed people in other parts of the world that are going through the same things we're going through, and that can encourage us. Like, you and I just got so encouraged by part one of this conversation with Steve, and, I mean, it was just so beautiful, and, like, the joy he does have, he really does have a joy for the Lord, right? And I'm just, like, so really humbled by the conversation we're about to have how oftentimes when you interview people you ask them questions you're like oh i have something to show you but they're teaching us so much i'm like he could have probably had this yeah. whole conversation with himself <laughs> on the podcast and i had tuned in for an hour and a half i'd have been like okay bring out the popcorn i would be like <laughs> i would eat that up eat it up yes yes and luckily for y'all um we are in a different time zone with steve so we're gonna take a little break and part two of the conversation will be back probably by the time Josh edits it. It'll just seem like a couple seconds to y'all. It'll be a couple minutes to us, but a couple seconds to y'all. So, okay, Josh, bring us back in here in a little bit. That was great. 